0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sometimes I think about how heaven is going to be like, you know, yeah, so beautiful. You know, it's said that everything in heaven responds to Jesus. Everything. Everything. The leaves, the trees, everything responds to him. Hallelujah. Yeah, because he's everything. And everything is him. So if you have him, you have all things. Thank God I have him. Say, thank God I have Jesus. Say it again. Thank God I have Jesus. I have everything. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's precious. He's precious. Nothing can be compared to him. Nothing and nobody can be compared to him. You know, people can disappoint you. The best of friends can just disappoint you. But Jesus never disappoints. He's always on time. He's never too late. He's never too early. He's always on time. He's there when you need him, right where you need him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to start off with a with a scripture from Romans because of the beautiful thing that we are saying about how lovely Jesus is and how wonderful he is. Okay? Thank you very much. You can take your seats. Romans chapter eight. I want us to read from verse what verse do you think we should read from? I'll come to verse one, but let's go to verse thirty one or thirty two. Let's read thirty one. You know, after Paul had discussed a lot of things, so many things, you know, from chapter one all the way, he gets to this point and says, "What shall we then say to these things? All the things that we have discussed. This is the conclusion of what we have discussed. If God be for us, who or what can be against us? Wow." If God be for us, who can be against us? Then he says, he that spared not his own son. He spared not his own son. When he came to you, Jesus, God decided to give his son. He's giving you his best. He's giving you his son. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? all things your life your life is so secured your life is so beautiful the future is so wonderful and the future starts a minute from a second from now it's so beautiful because god has arranged everything in a beautiful way how shall he not to him also freely give us all things that's why we declare boldly that all things are ours Because we have Christ, we have Jesus. He did not withhold him from us, he gave him to us. So if he has given his best to us, it's like um, someone who has a a trillion dollars and gives you a trillion dollars, gives everything to you. Do you think he can't give you one CD? What is one CD compared to a trillion dollars? So when you're asking for one CD, you see that it doesn't make any sense like that what do you think yeah if he's giving us his best then what can't he give to us learn to be patient with god when you make a request just be patient with god it will come to pass it will show forth okay yeah that's faith faith is trusting that god is on your case and whatever you requested for has happened so you be patient and wait to see it manifest hallelujah praise the lord Look at the next thing, He says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? He's talking about, He calls you God's elect. He says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God that justifieth. You remember, we've been talking about justification, isn't it? It is God that justifieth or declared right. It is God who declared you right. And He's the judge of the universe. He is the one the devil can stand before and say, Objection, my Lord. This guy is supposed to go to hell. This guy, because of the foolish things that he did, should not come close to you. And the judge has given himself for you. So who can now come and put the judgment against you? Do you understand? The judge of the universe is the one who died for you. So nobody can condemn you. Nobody can lay anything to the charge of God's elect. He says, "It is God who justifieth." Yea, rather, look at the next verse: "Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, and Christ is God. It is God who died." Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Your life is so secured because Jesus is always. When the devil tries to bring something against you an accusation against you, Jesus says, "Shut up." Remember my palms? Look at my palms. That's why those marks are still on him. His palms are still is his palms or his wrists. Is his wrists? If it were the palms, the the hand would have torn off. So it's the wrist. So that he could have been held properly on the on the cross. Yeah. The marks are there. The 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 sword that was pierced to his side is still there. All the marks at his back is still there. So he reminds the devil brother i paid i paid for them i paid for every single thing that he's going to do even in the future <laughs> hallelujah yeah. who shall separate us from the love of christ it was love that gave himself love is what pushed him to give himself to you and give himself for you it's because he doesn't joke with you he loves you into details Every detail of of your life. Okay? Every detail of your hair. In every location. I don't know what you're thinking, but... (laughs) Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. Since there's no tribulation that will come your way that can separate you from how much he loves you. Or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, in all the distresses of life, in all the tribulations of life, because of his love for us, we are able to, he says, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able. None of them has the ability to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Nothing can separate you. There is nothing that can separate you away from Him. You are too secure with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why you must learn to reciprocate his love. It's very important. You will not appreciate what he has done for you and who he is if you don't learn to reciprocate his love for him. It's very important. Look at all the things that he has done for you. Why wouldn't you live your life to honor him? Why should it be difficult to come to church? Spend two hours or three hours in the house of God. Shouldn't be a problem. Because nobody loves you like this. Your wife can't love you like this. Your husband can't love you like this. It's very difficult for people to die for people. It's not easy. Pinch your neighbor and see if it is painful. Ask your neighbor, will you die for me? You know, when someone is proposing to you, and then the person will say, a guy is proposing to you, and then he will say that, I'll die for you. He's lying. They are all lies. Yeah. Or, ladies, you don't know that they are lies. Yeah. They like it anyway. Do you like you still like you know, but you still like it anyway? Yeah. You see the way you when someone loves you, you also want to love the person back. You realize that ah yeah. Charlie, this guy yeah. it's like he likes me.
1: Yeah.
0: So you also want to show some love. And also want to do some things to let the person know that Charlie, me to my heart is with you. Nobody will ever love you like Jesus has loved you. Nobody. If you like, come for a bet. Nobody. Nobody. And for him to swear an oath that when it comes to you, nothing no one, no circumstance, no condition, no activity can separate you from the love that he has for you. It's serious, and he says that we through his love, we are more than conquerors your 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 life of victory is dependent on your thoughts or your thinking of his love concerning you. That's where your real victory comes from, okay. Yeah, remembering how much he loves me. He loves me too much. He loves me. He loves me. If nobody's proposing to you, know that someone loves you. And that the day your proposal comes, that day will be a very serious one. Yeah. If you are not getting a job, remember that someone loved you so much, he, he shed his blood for you. Yeah, and that will comfort you and to console you and let you know that your life is not for nothing. If someone is able to die in your place, then it means that you are worth something. Sometimes circumstances let you think that you don't, you are not, you are useless. Have you ever experienced that before? Some conditions, some things that happen around you let you. It's like ah, me cry. What is my life? You even feel like committing suicide. Yeah, like who even cares about me? Look at how I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. It's like nobody even knows me. It's like I was just brought into this world. It's like a tree gave birth to me. It's it's, as though nobody cares about me. Have you ever felt like that before? But Jesus cared and cares, still cares about you. The last time I ended by telling you that if you were the you were the only human being here on Earth, He would still have come to die for you. That's how much love He has for you. You are too important to Him. Too important. Too important. Never forget that. Okay? Never forget that. It's very important. Hallelujah. These are this, sh- this should be your constant meditation. It will help you. God, Jesus is nicer than sex. No, I'm I'm very serious. Like There's there's something called youthful lust, okay? The Bible says that flee youthful lust. Everybody is young. If you are 45, you are still a youth. Still young. (laughs) Even Abraham at age 75, Abraham was tempted by God or tested by God. And temptation is through the flesh. You think at age seventy-five, Abraham has lost all his feelings, and so God can't use him. Like there's no opportunity of temptation, but he had problems. Second Timothy two twenty-two. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow. Follow what? Righteousness. Follow faith. Follow love. Follow peace. With them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart says, instead of engaging yourself with youthful lusts... Do you understand youthful lusts? Yeah. There are some things that are just related to youth. with youth things. Youth problems. Youth sickness. And God even knows it. <laughs> and sex is one of them. Major. Number one on the list. You feel sex is there? It's like the... <laughs> it's like the whole world. The, just you though. I mean, sometimes when you meet your aunties, eh, you think that your aunties have never done anything wrong in your life. They are, the, they are into advice. They are always advising you. Go to school. Make sure when a boy proposes to you, say no. Just marry as a virgin. Has your auntie advised you like that before? I don't want to mention your mother's name because if I mention your mother it will become another thing so I will not mention your mother's name I will just mention your auntie hallelujah but your mother too was young she was young and there were some things moving
1: it's
0: not a joke it's it's related to you when you cross a certain age it just vanishes and you look back and you wonder what type of foolishness you were in Yes. So it is wisdom to do what God says we should do. He says, when it comes to youthfulness, flee. Like, you see, fleeing is running and flying put together. Have you ever watched Tom and Jerry? The way they can just, you know, check out and they are, they are, he's running in the sky. Uh huh. That type of running. Yeah. Flee means to run and to. Fly at the same time. Yeah, because it can ju- your life can just be destroyed completely, youthful last. I'm telling you. Yeah. Problem? It's, it's, just, it's just youth related. It's during your youth that you'd want to booze. It's during your youth that you'd want to. I mean, when you start growing, if the devil can get you addicted to some things at a young age, okay, it will take care of your health. <laughs> do you understand yeah, it to take care of your the destruction of your health your poverty it will assist your poverty there was this man there are these two the twins who are pastors in this country whose father father was was the 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 first something in the police first inspector in the police like forensic inspect inspector trained abroad in america but during his youth, he developed a taste for boozing. So the day that beer bottles got into his life, that was the end of his life. Yeah, He was not able to even pay school fees. Yeah, He made them struggle. It wasn't his fault. Not because he wanted to be a bad father, but because of that bottle that had found his way in his life. Just one bottle. The bottle became plenty bottles as the years went by. Yeah. And it takes your money away, it takes your health away. It takes your dignity away. Yes, it takes your dignity away, your, your respect, the respect that you could have had in life is taken away. just because of youthfulness, youthfulness. Yeah. Some of our uncles, it's as though they never did anything bad. When they cross a certain line, then they realize actually. Man has to be serious. When they realize their children were crossing 10, their children were crossing, it's like it's crossing 10, 11, 12. Hey, I have to be wiser. Yeah. So sex is there. But God is nicer than sex. His righteousness is nicer. Faith is nicer. Love is nicer. Peace is nicer with that, them that call upon the name of it. It's nicer. You will have peace of mind. You will not start, have to start struggling with abortion. Whether the child... People have asked me questions concerning that life begins at conception or life begins when the baby is born. All because of abortion. So they don't know, did I terminate life or which, which is it? Stop asking those foolish questions. You, you understand? Am I a man? I mean, what, what, what am I? Thank God for Jesus. Whatever it is that you had you had become or you had done to date, let it end. There's a better life for you. There's a better life. What do you think? Yes, full of peace. Says, follow after righteousness. And I taught you righteousness. Think on the right things. Okay, follow after righteousness. Follow after faith. Follow after love. After the love of God. When you have a wonderful life, you will be, you will be blessed. You will live long. Long life is not common. No? You know long life is not common. Yeah. Say I cross, with ease. I cross 70 with ease. Some people cross 70 with their lungs outside. Like something. Their liver is outside their body. Something has happened to them. Their system is gone. All because of youthful, youthful lusts. It's part of youth. It's part of it. When you're a youth, a lot of things lacking. It's not easy. It's only when you're a youth that you want to look nice. Our mothers, they don't care about looking nice. Who is going to propose to them? <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Who is going to propose to her again? I was just being told about an auntie, uh, someone's auntie who has, whose husband has just passed on. Then I, I, I said, she has to remarry. Then I, I said, I said she has to be married. Then I asked the age and I heard that she was 55. I said, she will not marry. She will not marry. Even there are women, there are wives who are praying that their husbands will die because they are tired of sex. Like every time, sex, 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 sex. They are tired of it. Yeah, they are tired of it. It's youth that it. you have all kinds of gymnastics you can just do. Yeah, all kinds of things. It's a very good message. When you grow up, you don't you don't care about something. You don't care about some things, but those are the things that can kill you. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yes. They can just destroy your life. Can you imagine? They can just destroy your life. It's youth that you feel like sniffing cocaine. It's like how how does it how you feel like? Yeah. What type of high? You want your high to be higher than every high yeah. that has. You want to reach the most high. So you mix we with drama and all type of things. Only youth, only youth. We go for a party. I hear some people were locked. Some ladies, some ladies were locked somewhere for a whole day or a whole night in a party. They went for a party and the guys locked the door. They wanted to sleep with them by all means. They dragged their drink right here on this campus. Yes, youth, youth. I mean, he's forgotten that he can be arrested by the police. You get say he's forgotten about a lot of things that like his life can just change. Do you know your life is actually not for you after walking around like that? Your life is not when the police gets you and you'll be surprised. No, you see, police people have been trained not to be nice, oh when you are the one in trouble, they don't even talk looking at your face, they talk looking away, and then this is what looks at you. That's it's not easy, oh yeah. You get someone pregnant, let the person do the abortion and die, and the parents should find out that you are the one who did it. You will see that your life does not belong to you. So, you see the feelings that you have, eh? don't think that you are the only one who has those feelings. Though. I said 45 lo- below. 45 below It's dead. Even 50. Yes, 54, guys. 50 below. Even 60, guys. That's what guys here challenge. Just goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah, yes because cool. you think you are the only one who has the feelings. We all we all have feelings, Pastor Kobe. You don't have feelings. i not like when you see a pastor, it's like the pastor looks so holy. It's like the pastor is not.
1: Hey.
0: Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, flew. Oh. Tell me about flea. flea. Do you remember flea? What does flea mean? <laughs>
1: Run and fly.
0: <laughs> Run, fly. <laughs> Run fly. Run fly is equal to what? Flee. <laughs> your life will be better. You will be you'll be so peaceful. Your peace of mind. Peace of mind. You don't struggle with things. When you see some rashes on your skin, you will not think about HIV. <laughs> no, we're about to see rashes. <laughs> Not start thinking you not check your dates when your message is supposed to come When your message is not coming message is not coming you don't worry you don't think about hey what has happened you don't think about any of those things. <laughs> it means that something something else is happening maybe something has gone wrong with your cycle but not because you are pregnant and you don't know what to do hallelujah. So I'm sharing concerning your sancti- you are sanctified. That's the next thing. Okay? You are, you are, you are a new creation. That's the first thing we discussed. You are the righteousness of God. You are justified. Now you are sanctified. Say I'm sanctified. sanctified. Say it again. I'm sanctified. Do you understand sanctified? Sanctified. Sanctified. S-A-N-C-T-I-F-I-E-D. Sanctified it means to set apart okay that's what it means to set apart. you are now set apart unto God. Sanctification is a means is the means to consecration okay It's the means to consecration. to, to consecrate means to be dedicated to. so sanctification is the means to consecration. hallelujah. hallelujah. see I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. there are two types of sanctification in the Bible two types okay number one is to be taken is i want to give you an example that will help you understand it very well okay let's say uh, you were born in a gutter that was where you were born when they give that to you you were in the gutter you've you were living in the gutter cooking your fufu in the gutter boiling your yam everything in the gutter You were gutter personified, and you didn't even know that you were in gutter. Okay? Then someone comes and comes to take you out of the gutter so that you now stand outside of the gutter. The art of taking you out of the gutter to another, to a nicer, to a palace, a royal palace, is the art of sanctification. Okay? And that is what Jesus did. Jesus took us out of the gutters, took us out of the valley of the shadow of death, took us out of foolishness, out of this world, and brought us into his marvelous light. Do you understand? That's the first level of sanctification. So there are a lot of scriptures that talk about that particular. so this one, for instance, is one of them. First Corinthians chapter one, verse thirty, He says that "But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption." This one says that Jesus has been made unto us sanctification itself. He is the means of our setting apart. Okay, are you there? Okay, go to First Corinthians chapter six. Let's read from verse nine. So you've been set apart. You've been taken from sin. Taken from distraction, taking from terrible things, outside. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists, shall inherit the kingdom of God. All these people shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then the next thing he says is that, and such were some of you. Where means what? That's past tense, right? So the day you became born again, that day you were taken out of being a fornicator. You were taken out of being an adulterer. Out of being a, 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 a thief. Uh, that is the gutter. These are the gutter life. Eh? This is the gutter life. You've been taken out of all of that. He says, and such were some of you. But here, what? washed, Washed. but ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So these things were done by Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. They took you, he says, and such were. So you are not, you may fornicate, but you are not described by God. God does not see you as a fornicator. You understand? That name, that title, what made you a fornicator has been taken away. What made you an adulterer has been taken away. What made you a thief has been taken away. What made you an abuser of mankind? These are lesbians and homosexuals. Okay. All types of people. He says you've been taken from that, and now you are set apart. You are sanctified unto God. You are set apart unto God. Who did it? Jesus is the one who did it. And that's the first stage. That's the that's the first type, taking you out of the gutter. See, I'm out of the gutter. I'm out of the gutter. Yeah, you were born in there. But by the new birth, you've been brought into a new life altogether. So go to First Corinthians chapter one, verse one. You see, plenty of places the Bible describes us as saints. Can you read this to me? One to go. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. To them that are what? Sanctified in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, you are sanctified. Say, I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. Say it again. I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. Called to be what? Called to be saints. Actually, you see that the word "to be" is in brackets. Have you seen that it's in brackets? If you are reading your Bible and you see it in bracket, something in brackets or italicized, okay, it means that it was not in the original rendering. It was not in the originals. They added it to make sense, to make English sense. But actually, this should read, called saints. It, the one who is sanctified or set apart is actually a saint. It's now called a saint. Yeah. If you are sanctified, you are called a saint. Yeah. So call your neighbor saint. Ask your neighbor's name. Saint Dominic. Saint, Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> saint Yvonne. <Yeah>. Saint Ekuya.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, call the person saint that you are, the, you are the newest saint in the system. <laughs> saint Nanama. Yeah. Saints. With all that in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus our Lord. Both theirs and ours. Okay? So we are saints. Ah, that's actually the truth. You are, we are, if you, you read the please, you see there. Saints, 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 sanctified. This is so nice. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. The Corinthian church is dead and gone. We are the ones who form the church now. So these letters are actually written to us with our names in there. So this is to the church at Alpha in Buedi. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Sanctified in, set apart, taken from the gutters. What a blessing. Look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's read verse 1. Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. So Paul was also separated. I'm separated unto the gospel of God. Okay? Just like you are. You're also separated unto the gospel of God. Go to verse 6. Among whom are you also the called of Jesus Christ? Have you seen it? You are the called of Jesus Christ. Next verse, verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Have you seen that this one to the to be is in brackets? So those in Rome were also called saints. Called saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe it or you don't believe it? Let me show you some. Let me give you more evidence. Okay, can I give you more evidence? In Christ you are sanctified. In Christ you are set apart. It's not due to your works. It's due to His work. It's due to the work of Christ. Jesus did it, and because He did it, I'll talk about substitution very soon. Okay, because He did it, He did it in our place, and therefore what He has is ours. Okay, look at Ephesians chapter one from verse one. Ephesians one from verse one. More evidence. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. They are not anything, but he called them saints and he called them faithful. Wow. To the saints which are at Ephesus. So he's talking to the saints which are in the church. You are you from the church. So this is more evidence. And this one, this is what Philippians four twenty one. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the brethren are saints. Okay, so that's the first level, taking you out of the gutter. Outside, right? But now that you are outside of the gutter, there is still gutter on you, isn't it? Yeah. And you have a gutter mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't understand my message. You are outside. You are outside gutter. You are described as a saint, but there's still gutter on you. You are smelling like gutter, and you, you still have gutter in your mind. You are even using some to boil your rice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making you think like that. But I just want you to try and understand what I'm saying. Okay. So there's a second level of sanctification, which has to do with the renewing of your mind. Okay, the renewing of your mind. This is very important. Actually, as a Christian, you are you are so set apart unto God, so special for God that there, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. That is that is that is the image that God has given to you. That is your new image. But you must start thinking like that or else you start acting. You continuously act like the old way you were acting. You still act like the old man because your mind is not renewed. And that's what Christianity is all about. Christianity has to do with the renewal of the mind. That is why you are not... Because heaven is... Look at the way people are struggling. Christians are struggling on earth. Haven't you realized a lot of Christians are struggling? Plenty of problems. If you're a lady, you have to think about marriage. Like who will marry you? Ask your neighbor, who will marry you? No, it's, it's a, it's a bother for the It's not a bother for ladies, like, no, no, it's, it is because a lot of the guys are not correct. <laughs> is it not true? <laughs> a lot of the guys are he's coming to propose. You don't know why he's he, the way he's hanging around you, but You don't know maybe it's because of your bottoms, it's because of your hips, it's because of your, 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 your breasts. Something, <laughs> oh, am I lying while I'm telling the truth? <laughs> Sometimes you don't know. Some girl will be hanging around. You don't know. Am I lying? No pastor. Am I lying? No pastor. You don't know. You are not sure. What What do you want? Do you really like me for who I am and you want to marry me or you want to use me? And that is stressful. It's stressful. For a lady, it's a lot of stress. A lot of stress. You, we, we don't know your mind. I guy be telling you, I love you. I don't know what I'll do without you. <laughs> but in his head, he's saying, yes, sir, yes. Elbow, you will see soon. You will see. You will see. Yes. Test drive. Yes. 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 So we should all be in heaven. All this stress is too much. We should be in heaven. The day you become born again, you should just... Every preacher should be carrying a, a, a bazooka. <laughs> You come, you just give your life to Christ. That person, you lead the person to Christ, then you shoot the person. Boom! Then the person goes to heaven. So that person can be with God. Oh, they are known they, you see in heaven, everybody's thoughts are known. So when someone is proposing to you in heaven, you know what's going on. You know what you know what's in the person's mind. But on earth everybody's head is opaque. We can't see anything. Hallelujah. Every preacher should have a, 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 an AK 47. As soon as you give your life to Christ, I receive Jesus as my Lord and best Savior from today onwards. I have new life. Take it now. Boom. Then you are just gone. I'll see you in heaven. Then you shoot the person and you go. You, you are preaching, so you just leave people to Christ and you kill them. But the, we are still here on earth because God wants our mindsets to change. Okay? So, there are different types of salvation. There are different types of salvation. There's a salvation of the Spirit, which brings you into sanctification and justification and righteousness and all that. Then there's something called the, the salvation of the soul, which is what we are going through as Christians. That's why we keep coming to church. You keep coming to church so that your soul be saved. It is, it's called the end of your salvation. The end of your salvation. The end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. That's written in First Peter chapter 1. Let's look at it. First Peter chapter 1. Let's read from verse 6. I wish I could read the whole thing to you. Let, let's read from verse 4. Okay? I'm sure verse 4 will make more sense. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a, season, if, for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the child of your faith be much more precious than of gold, that pressure, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, He says, even though you've not seen Jesus, look at the way we love Jesus. Look at the way we're singing about Jesus. He says, if you've not seen him, yet you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he says, as you do all these things, you receive the end of your faith, or the conclusion of your faith, or the maturing of your faith. Even the salvation of your souls. How is it? Yeah. Even the salvation of your souls. So there's something called the salvation of the soul. Okay. Look at um let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's read from verse 38. Hebrews 10:38. Now the just shall live by faith. Then he says, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Have you seen it? We believe unto the saving of the soul. So there's something called the saving of the soul. I just want to point it out to you very clearly. eternal salvation which is for your spirit but then there's the solical salvation which is for your mind which is very very important without that you can't live as a good christian you can't be a christian you can't you your life will be messed up your life will be fully messed up that is what we learn the bible you study the bible so that your mind can be renewed okay look at james chapter one let's read from verse 20 james 1 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. That's one of my, my, my wife's favorite scriptures. The wrath of God. Your anger does not work the righteousness of God. So don't forget about being angry. <laughs> For the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Then it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. How you is it? Yeah. The engrafted word which is able to work, save your souls. So the salvation of the spirit is what begins the salvation of the soul. And the end of the salvation of the soul is what begins the salvation or determines the salvation of your body. There's something called the salvation of the body as well. So there are at least three types of salvation. There are, there's more. There's seven types of salvation. But the three primary ones is what I'm telling you now. The salvation of the spirit, which happens when you receive Christ as your Lord the personal Savior. Then the salvation of the soul, which happens when you, it's a process, you study the word of God. When you allow the word of God to become your permanent mindset. I'm going to show you. Okay? And that leads to the salvation. It determines the salvation of your body. What type of a body you will have when Jesus appears. There's a day coming when Jesus will appear. And you will have another body being given to you. That body, the way that body is going to be fashioned. Will be determined on your mind. How your mind, how well your mind has changed in God. So there are Christians whose minds are some way. So their body too will be some way. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. <laughs> Philippians 3 20. For our conversation or our citizenship the word conversation is citizenship okay for our citizenship is in is where heaven. meaning that now that you are born again the word born again itself betrays itself born again the greek is genao anoden genao means to to be born and anoden means from above or from heaven so to be born again means to be born from heaven if you are born from heaven where is your citizenship if you are born in Ghana, where is your citizenship? Ghana. That's all. So is it normal for you to understand? It's very easy. So this one says that, uh-huh, the amplifier it. It says, but uh, we are citizens of the states, the common world, the homeland, which is in heaven. Even though you are not sitting in heaven physically right now, you are a citizen from there. You are like an American ambassador who has moved from America to Ghana. The fact that he's in Ghana does not mean that he's Ghanaian. He can even eat kokonte and eat bangkun and eat red red. Okay. But wherever he is, he says he's still a citizen of America and is just an ambassador to the country in which he is. So we are all ambassadors in this world. If you read in Second Corinthians 5, you see it there. Okay? We are ambassadors in this world because our homeland, our where we really come from, is but we are citizens of the states. Come on homeland, which is in heaven. And from heaven, from it, from heaven, also we earnestly And patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. So he'll be coming as what? Jesus will be coming as a Savior, isn't it? Savior for what? Look at the next verse. Verse 21. Who shall change our vile body? The word vile is earthbound, destructive, not correct body. Let's read the Amplify. Let's the By whom this poor body of ours will be changed into the image of the body of his glory. Have you seen it? Yeah. That day for the change of the body is the day for the salvation of the body. So if you read in Second Corinthians chapter 5 once again, Paul talks about the different types of bodies that can be inherited. And then in First Corinthians chapter 15 also talks about the different types of glories that the body that you can have when Jesus comes can be. I mean, it can be shiny as the sun. It can be shining as the stars. Some some can be shining as the moon. Some can be shining as your nails. <laughs> low, low glory. And that will, de- that will determine where you'll be in heaven.
1: Yeah.
0: Where you'll be in heaven is dependent on your mind. The renewal of your mind. <laughs> that is why we talk about reading your, reading the Bible. Oh. That's, what, that's why we talk about becoming a correct Christian. Because all of us are sanctified. But in reality, in practice, you check people's lives, you wonder what is wrong with them. They live their lives as though are, their life belongs to them. That is why they can just take their body to any place. Yeah. You can just extract yourself. I'm going for a party, a party. I wanted to say pote.
1: Yeah.
0: You're going out, go yeah. And the poté is we don't know what is even done. Shisha pote. Yeah. Then you are shishying yourself. <sighs> Your nose becomes a chimney all at once you are you are you are a Christian no doubt when you die you go to heaven, but in the heaven no there are classes. Brother, the heaven is not just one big plain place like that though there are areas in heaven <laughs>
1: There
0: are areas in heaven no oh. How many of you are from akka? How many of you are from Kumasi? Hey Where are the rest from? okay, you are from Bwedi. okay, don't worry. In every area, there are various sites. If you come to Kumase, there are high class areas in Kumase. Which areas do you know about? (laughs) K5 is certainly not part of them. Amujo, isn't it? In Shiayeso. Atasomanso, Adiebeba, Adiemra. Do you know all those areas are in Kumase? Do you know Aduato? Aduato is also in (laughs) 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 Kumase. Then you come to Abuabo, and. How many of you know this area? Um, Sawaba. There's another one down. Uh, 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 there are two How many of you know Aha, Dote. How many of you know sepet Dote? Uh-huh. Dote. You know Dote? We have sepet timpum and we have separate Dote. <laughs> I'm talking about sepet timpum. Yeah. yeah. You should you should try and visit one day. Yes. You can just pass through someone's hall. That's what I just as you are going on the road, you just pass through some. You see someone watching the TV? The person's here, the chairs are here, his TV is here, and the middle is the road. <laughs> if you slow down those, you do it. Hurry up, move. <laughs> if you go to places like Nima, I mean, you get those things. Eija is a very nice, wonderful place. There are different areas. That's how heaven too is. In heaven, you have a place where there's a road where someone's TV is here and someone, the person's here. It's like that. so we don't just we don't just appear you see it's not just going to heaven it's how you appear there and how close you are to the lord that's that's why we are still here on earth that's why we must read our bibles and become correct christians you can't say you are sanctified and you'll be doing your own thing no it's not only a confession it's a reality and it's a practice you must cleanse your mind with the word it's called the salvation of the mind. The salvation of the soul. Which leads to the salvation of the body. Okay? Okay. Go to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 1. The Bible always, um, Paul in his documents always lets you know what Christ has done and what you should do. As a result of what Christ has done. If you are not careful, you just read one part. There yeah, are a lot of churches where they'll tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this. Do this. But they don't tell you what, what you have become. Okay? It's almost as though they are giving out laws and not giving out grace. The grace of God lets you know what God is for you or what God has done for you. And how God is aiding you to become what He has done for you in reality. In practice. In experience. Because it is actually true legally. But in your experience it may not be true. Do you understand? Uh But God, grace means God is with you to help you achieve and become what you are actually. You are. So, live. That's grace. How many of you understand what I'm saying? If you are a girl, do you live like a boy? Why don't you live like a boy? Because you know that you are a girl. Isn't it? But if you are born and you are not told that you are a girl. And you are just there. And you are only seeing guys. What do you think you will do? You also behave like a guy. Have not you seen this before? Have you seen tomboys before? Yeah. yeah, ladies who are born amongst boys, plenty boys, so they behave like guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's worse when you are you are you are born in a place where you don't see any lady anywhere. It's only guys you are seeing. You behave like a guy. My brother was mentioning Tarzan or Jungle Jungle Boy. I don't know if you've heard if you've seen some of those videos. Yeah. The he saw himself with the chimpanzees. So he started speaking their language. He could speak their language. And it is true. I'm not saying that movie is true. But if you are born with monkeys, and the monkeys don't kill you, and they live with you, you will behave like a monkey. You will talk their language. You will think like they do. And you will be doing all kinds of things. Because you will be a monkey. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So look at this scripture. Very powerful scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are what? You do it to me, one to go. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are put in Christ
1: Jesus,
0: who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It's okay. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are put are in Christ Jesus. That's the truth. You remember what we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 30, 31, 32. You remember? He says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who, who can condemn God's child? It is God who is the judge. Remember, go, go to that place. Chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He that spared on his own Sabbath, libertad, 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 libertad. verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Next verse, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Have you seen it? Yeah. It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen from that fr- from risen again. This is the legal documents. Christ died and he rose from the dead. Why did he die? He died on the account of your offences, Romans chapter four, verse twenty-five. Christ died on the account of your offences and was raised on account of your justification or being declared right. So nobody can judge you. Nobody can condemn you. Are you saying it? Go back to the other one. Romans chapter eight, verse uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather, this is, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? He's always praying for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this verse is in the same light as the one I'm just reading to you in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that, in, that are in Christ Jesus. There are some versions that don't even include the rest. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. But that is a very important part of the verse. Because legally speaking, there's no condemnation for you. But it depends on you now. There's no condemnation for you. That's the truth. That's the reality. But it is dependent. The condemnation is dependent on your walk in the flesh. Or your walk in the spirit. Now you have a choice. As a child of God, you are sanctified. You are set apart to God. For holy use. For God's use. You can either choose to go in the wrong way or choose to go in the right way. It is now a choice. It's now up to you. Before you became born again, you couldn't help yourself but go in the wrong way because you had the seed of sin lying inside you. But now that seed of sin has been taken away by virtue of the shed blood of Christ. How many of you are feeling what I'm telling you? It's very important. It's a class. I'm just I'm teaching you. I'm trading you in the word. Okay? Now, it's up to you. In reality, there's no condemnation, but you can feel condemned, depending on where you go. Even though in front of God you are not condemned, but depending on how you live your life, your experience will make you feel condemned, which will make you extract yourself away from God even some more and away from His people some more. When you see your pastor, you will not want to talk to him. You want to swear your pastor because of some things you did. You do not want to come to church again. You are feeling condemned. Now, that feeling is not coming from God. It's coming from the experiences that you had or what you did. Now, for, the, for the no condemnation to become a reality in your life, so that you walk boldly in life, knowing that, Charlie, I'm for God. I'm set apart unto God's use. Okay? For that to happen, you must learn to walk in something called the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, he says that this particular reality okay will be achieved when you decide not to walk after the flesh but to walk after the spirit now what does it mean to walk after the flesh or what does it mean to walk after the spirit go to verse five for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh so this is what it means to walk after the flesh to walk after the flesh means to mind the flesh hallelujah Hallelujah. so there are two types of two broad types of christians those who walk after the flesh or those who are carnal or those who walk after the spirit or those who are spiritual. So Paul in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but I spoke unto you as unto carnal, even as unto babes. Even as unto babes. Why? Look at the next verse. Verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. Why are they yet can now? For whereas there is among you envying, envying, that, that is what it means to walk after the flesh. Envy is your life. When you see someone having something nice, you, env- you start envying the person and start saying bad things about the person even though the person has not done anything wrong to you. Envying and strife, fighting over unnecessary things, over boy, over phone, over this, over unnecessary things. And divisions, I belong to this group. You don't belong to me. There are some churches where you have plenty divisions. This group does not talk to this group. This group does not talk. That's what it means to walk after the flesh. To walk after earthly things. The divisions comes because of earthly things. These ladies are beautiful, so they should be in one group. These ladies are semi-beautiful, so they should be in one group. These ladies are not beautiful, they should be in another group. These ladies have big bottoms. They should be in one group. Yeah. These ladies have flat bottoms. They should be in another group. Yeah. These ladies have big breasts. They should be in another group. Yeah. Divisions. And they, divide, they can divide the church into many parts. And destroy the church by their life. Physical. You see, to mind, to mind the flesh. Or to walk after the flesh. Is to have to set your affections on things that are normal. Things that are natural. Things that are just there. Message of this verse. Okay. Message. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good or makes you look important. Are you really much different than the baby at the breast? Content only when everything is going your way. So this is, what, these are some of the, the, this is the meaning. Some of the meanings of walking after the flesh. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I go a step further? Go back to Romans chapter 8 verse 5. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, mind the things of the Spirit. They mind the things of the Spirit. The word walk, okay, in, chapter, in verse 1, Romans 8, verse 1, where it says that who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The word walk is peripateo. That's the Greek. P-E-R, okay, I-P-A-T-E-O and empathio. It means to conduct your life or to regulate your life or to live your life. So when you check your life, depending on how you are living your life, if you are living your life based on physical differences or based on physical things that you have, based on your father's money or your mother's money, Do you understand what I'm saying? Or based on how intelligent you are. Based on how beautiful you are. Or how handsome you are. Or how strong you are. Because you have so much strength, you think you can waste it on on sex. Can do whatever you want. (laughs) Hallelujah. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. And the word to mind is phroneo. P-H-R-O-N-E-O. Phroneo. Hallelujah. For new, for new. means to set your affections. To set your feelings on something. To set your constant thoughts on something. Okay? Now, look at verse 6. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded. Look at what this particular mind does to you. To be carnally minded. To set your affections on the flesh. The word canal means flesh. Same thing for to be carnally minded is death. When you set your affections or your feelings on things that are normal, that are natural, that are just unnecessary, okay? It says it will lead you to death. In in other words, as a Christian, as a child of God, you are set apart unto God. But now, depending on your thoughts, you can produce things that people who are set apart from God produce, or you can produce things that are not correct. It's all dependent on you now. Hmm. So it's like a dynamo. The more you think about stealing, you are setting your affections on stealing. What do you think will happen to you? You steal. You become a stealer or a tifa. The more you set your affections on lying as a Christian. But think about lying. You want to lie to this person lie to this person. That's what you are thinking. That's what you have set your affections on. Because of some physical things you need to get or some physical things you need to escape from. So you set your affections on lying. You end up lying. And when you are lying, you are not set apart in reality. That doesn't show that you are set apart from for God. In your experience it doesn't. You understand what I'm saying? Because in reality, you are set apart. So now you must learn to set your your affections on things that are above. (laughs) Colossians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1, verse 2. This is what Christianity... Your mind there, as a child of God, your mind is too important. What you set your mind on, that determines where the spirit will flow to. Whether the spirit takes over or your flesh takes over. It's not dependent on you. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. Okay? But you must help him by using your mind, putting your mind on the right things. You don't put your mind on the right things in your, in your vital vital experience. You realize that it's like, ah, I'm a very bad girl. I'm a very foolish boy. I'm a terrible person. But you are not like that in the eyes of God. That is why we always come to come and preach about, you know, don't see yourself this way, don't see yourself this way. Because the more you see yourself this way, the more you produce that fruit. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Have you seen it? Yeah. So, this is the same thing. The word set your affections is the same word for new. It means to set your mind or to mind spiritual things. What are spiritual things? That's what i, I read to you in 2 Timothy 2, verse 22. Where it says, flee also you full last. but follow after righteousness. Think ab- ab- about righteousness. Think about the goodness of God, the love of God. Think ab- the more you think about righteousness, the more righteousness you produce. That's how it works for a child of God. Now that you're born again, that's how your life is. What you are thinking is what you become. Okay? Jesus said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How you are thinking is what you become or what you are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's also in Proverbs. So spirituality, when we say someone is spiritual, what are we talking about? We are talking about someone whose mind is stayed on God. Someone whose mind is stayed on righteousness. Someone whose mind is stayed on sanctification. I'm set apart to God. I don't do some of these things. I'm different. You will not find this chair on a public toilet. You will never find this chair on the public toilet down there. Why? Why? Because it is set apart unto the use of God, so now it is consecrated unto the house of God. Do you understand? Yeah. So you will never find it there. Why won't you find it there? Because it is set apart unto God, unto the church. It's here. So why won't you find me in certain parties? Why won't you find me doing some things, cornering some girl in the corner, or lying about, lying to somebody? Why won't you? Because I'm set apart. Unto God, I'm for holy use only. Do you understand? Yes. I'm for holy use. The more I think that I'm for holy use, the more I produce holy use. It's as simple as A, B, C, D. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. That is what it means to mind the spirit. Says for to be carnally minded is what is death. I don't know if you want to die. Do you understand when we say death? You see, death is in different forms. There are different types of death. Different types. Okay? You can be alive fully, but your spirit man is not active. We have eternal life inside. That's the truth. As a child of God, you have eternal life inside. Now, that life, eh, that eternal life is the, is the quality of God's life. I've told you already. Isn't it? That life can vitalize your mortal body and cause you to live in health and cause every sickness, every disease to die in your body. That's how that life is. You can either feed that life for it to be strong, or drain that life for it not to be strong. And it's it's all dependent on you. So this one says, for to become minded is is dead, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Guess what? The the word life is eternal life. It's the same word for for eternal life, Zoe meaning that your thought pattern can either fuel eternal life which is already inside you or drain eternal life which is inside you.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah.
0: It's just like having electrical problems in your house. If the current that is flowing to your house is not much. It cannot, you may have your TV working but your fridge will not be working. Your microwave will not be working. Your washing machine will not be working. Your iron will not be working. All you can do is to watch TV. And maybe have one bulb coming on so even though you have light in your house it can power a lot of things that's how a lot of christians lives are even though they have eternal life it can power a lot of things in their life when you check their finances their finances is like kobe it's not good at all but you can't have the life of god in you and be poor it's not possible it's not possible why is it? Why why is it that? Some Christians are not experiencing that because they are not powering. They are not bringing enough power because of what they are putting their minds on. That that's just that's, just, that's just the problem. What your mind? What is your mind stayed on? He says, Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. He shall keep you in shalom, shalom peace that produces prosperity. If your mind is stayed on God, that is what it means to be spiritual. To be spiritual means to stay your mind. To learn to stay your mind on God. You see, it's up to you. Haven't you noticed when your mind is running away to go and think about some girls? You can be sitting at one place. You are sitting in your room. Your mind will just be chasing the girl you slept with some two years ago. It will just be going like that. Right in the room. You realize that it has gotten to the door. It is exiting to the location. And you can bring... It's just up to you. You can just bring your mind. You tell my mind, brother. (laughs) Brother, no problem. We don't want any problem. Just come back. You can just bring your mind to something else. Bring your mind to God. Bring your mind to something that is beautiful. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's dependent on you. So yes, you are sanctified, you are set apart. That's the truth. you are a saint. That's the truth. But now for it to be a reality, you must set your mind. You must set your mind. See, I set my mind. This what I just told you now is what to differentiate all of us, what I just told you. That's what differentiates men of God. And that's what differentiates Christians. There's some Christians who don't like God. Because they think that God does not answer their prayers. Or God has never been good to them. They are Christians, but that's what they think. And that's why it never happens in a good way for them. Because that's your thought process. That's what you think. And your thoughts rule you. That's why he says, be not conformed to this world. Don't think like this world thinks seeing is believing. In the kingdom of God, it's not like that. You must set your mind on the things of God. You must set your mind on the word of God to think in line with the word of God. Then you will see how good the Lord is. A lot of people don't know how good the Lord is because their minds are far away from God. Jesus said that you draw near with with your mouth. You draw near to me with your mouth and with your your speech and your, your singing and all that. But your hearts are very far away from me. Because your hearts are not set on me. It's very important. It will separate you. It will set you apart. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let me show you one last thing. Let's read from verse 17. Okay, It's a long read, but I'll read it to you anyway. From verse 17, we are reading to verse 24. This I say, therefore... And testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other gentiles walk, because and the word walk is what? Peripatheo. Yeah. So a Christian can walk as Gentiles walk, even though he's a child of God. When he dies, he'll go to heaven. But I told you about what his status, it's about your status in heaven. Yeah. How many of you would have preferred to have been born in the Queen's in the Queen's palace? Queen of England? If you were born, if you, you were Prince Harry. How many of you would have wanted to be Prince Harry? Well, God is giving you an opportunity to be a Prince Harry in his kingdom. He's giving you, and it's, it's dependent on It's a choice. Who we're born to was not our choice. We just found ourselves in our mother's arms. Whether you like it or not, that is your mother. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, that is your father. You even look like them. You can't do anything about it. But where you will be in heaven is dependent on you. And how your status in life, in this life, is going to be is also dependent on you. Can you imagine? It's dependent on what you do with your mind. This mind of yours. This mind that nobody can see. Only God can see. Only you, you can be here and you are, you, are, you, are, you are somewhere else. You can be here and you are insulting me in your mind. Why is it not close? doesn't you know that it's 12 o'clock. What's seven? Your mind will make you poor or it will make you rich. What you are thinking, if you set your mind on the word, you will prosper. If you set your mind on other things, you will see how life is. Even though you are a Christian. It's a very critical thing. It says, to be carnally minded is death. is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You have life. Plenty of life. Eternal life will be so strong in you to power everything concerning your life. It will power everything. Your health will be assured. People wake up and they feel a sharp pain in their body and that is the end. That is the end of their health life. They find themselves in the hospital for two years and then die after. What will make you have that sharp pain and not end up in the hospital for two years? Your mind. When you feel that sharp pain, you put your hand there. Because you've been trained, you put your hand there and say, this disease, this, no sickness has that will help can touch me. I refuse to be sick. It's a mind. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And you, you realize that what kills other people doesn't kill you. Someone say, my headache. Aish, aish, my head. Aish, aish. Then the person's gone. You also feel a headache. Aish. I refuse. To die in the name of the Lord Jesus. Out. It's a mindset. That's what it means to be spiritual. When we say someone is spiritual, it's not someone who breathes like shit or sh- We are talking about. We are talking about someone whose mind is stayed on the word. Where is your mind? Yeah, we are talking about someone whose soul has been saved. He knows what. You see, when I'm speaking in tongues, because I've been trained spiritually, I know what I'm doing. So I don't speak in tongues without having any contact with the Holy Spirit who's in me. I know from First Corinthians fourteen fourteen. It says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit Ah, the Holy Spirit within me prays. So as I'm speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit within me is praying. Therefore, I've I'm, I'm had contact with the Holy Spirit. And there are currents, there are supernatural currents from the Holy Spirit. Those are the electricity of the spirits. Yeah. And when you're speaking in tongues and you know what you're doing, you feel those currents. Yeah. You can't speak in tongues and say, I didn't feel anything. Malabaya, <laughs> 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 No. You will, be moved. you will be moved. And it's all because of your mind. What has happened to your mind? What education you've had? All because of your mind. Some people say, oh, I'm always sinning. I always find myself sinning. It's because you are always thinking about sinning. Whether you believe it or not. You are always thinking about sinning. You are afraid of that thing that so easily besets you. You are afraid you have sex. You are afraid you lie. It, everybody has a particular, pro, peculiar problem. It's in the Bible. Even the Bible recognizes and says that there's one thing that uh, sometimes whatever it's like, it's always following you. It's following you like a small dog. Wherever you go, you say, go away to say, eep, 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 and then continue following you. The Bible, the Bible says it's in Hebrew chapter 12. But if you have the mindset that I'm the righteous of God, I don't walk in these things. I don't continue in these things. You realize that it's living your life. you know if even remember you know, if you remember that you've not done that wrong thing for a very long time, you know, remember by the time you realize it's two years. And when you remember, you're like, hey, I used to be like this, oh, it's no more in my life. Hey, Jesus has done some. That's how it works. <laughs> this I say, therefore, and testifying in the Lord, that the hands would walk not as other Gentiles in the vanity of what? In the vanity of what? Amplified, amplified, go back. That you must no longer live as the heathen, the Gentiles do in, the, in their perverseness. In the folly, in the vanity and emptiness of their souls, and the futility of their minds. Look at the next verse. Their moral understanding is darkened. They have no morals. People can sleep with just anybody. They have no morals. No morals. Loose morals. Saying foolish things everywhere and anywhere. Their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is beclouded. You can't reason well. What is supposed to make sense naturally and normally, you can't reason like that. Your reasoning is not correct. You can't... it's reasonable to stay with one woman. It's reasonable because it is safer. You don't know where the lady has gone to. Every lady is original. Every lady is original before your eyes. They will never tell you where they have gone to. Yeah. Maybe she has slept with five people before coming to you. You see, oh, hello. <laughs> I don't like why touch her. I don't like that.
1: What? I'm set apart. <laughs>
0: yeah. He says they are alienated. They are estranged. Self banished and he says they are alienated self, self, and straight self banished from the life of God he says if you are not careful you will be like that yeah. as a Christian yeah. with no share in it. this is because of the ignorance the want of knowledge and perception the willful blindness that is deep seated in them due to their hardness of heart to the insensitiveness of their moral nature don't they don't care if you set your mind on the flesh, you allow your flesh to lead you. Every time what your for your flesh says, I like this, let's do this. You do it. Your flesh says, let's boost, you boost. Your flesh says, let's do this. This is my life. Let me you know? I, you only live once you're just doing you'll be surprised at where it will end you. It's death. You can just count on it's death until you stop and turn around. You'll be surprised. Set your, your affections on things that are above. Think about righteousness consciousness. That is better. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at how peaceful your life will be. Yes. And how much health you enjoy and how much prosperity. You it's your prosperity will be so ash- You see, prosperity is a key uh, result of walking in the will of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Prosperity, money. I'm Rachel. Rich. No, I'm not I'm not like I'm not talking about a confession, I'm very serious. The church you are sitting in is very rich. And this finance is not dependent on the people in the church. No. Someone just give us 50,000 Ghana cities, just like that. That's it to us. Do, do project with it. It's not dependent on the human being sitting inside. Whether they decide to give or not makes no difference. There's a caller. It's according to a certain will. It's according to the will of God. The ministry is the will of God in action. And he's a caller, so he provides you understand? Yeah. So as soon as your life gets in key with the will of God, proper, proper. Yeah. And that's what I'm sharing with you now. Let me show you. First Thessalonians chapter 4, from verse 1. First Thessalonians, King James. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk. Like, I'm telling you how you ought to walk. How do you have to walk? You have to walk by keeping your mind on God. Keeping your mind on his word. They walk in ignorance. You don't have to walk in ignorance. You must walk in knowledge. Walk in, in the light of the knowledge of God's word. And it will cause you to produce results. That's how the word works. The more you think about it, the more it causes you to do. That's how it works. Okay? That as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. He says, have you, have you seen it? He yeah. says that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God. As you know how to walk and please God, so you would abound more and more. Amplified or a message or something. The word abound more and more, you don't understand. That you followed the instructions which you learned from us about how you ought to walk so as to please and gratify God. As indeed you are doing. And that you do so even more and more abundantly. Attaining yet greater perfection in living this life. There's a greater perfection in living the life of God. Okay? Jesus was not poor. Well, you don't know that Jesus was not poor. Jesus was not poor. If the guy was poor, he couldn't have fed, fed 5,000 people. He fed them. Jesus' clothes were so nice that soldiers did cha-cha to take their clothing. Who would take their clothing? Even stained with blood, they cast lots as to who inherited their clothes. That was how powerful he was. He was not an ordinary person. None of the disciples are ordinary. Very different. Full of the spirit. Full of power. They talk and things are happening. They talk and things are happening. It's not a small thing. Huh. Look at the next verse. For you know what commandments we give you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. This is the word. Your sanctification is the will of God. Then he explains to you that you should abstain from fornication. Because that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the first thing. Because fornication leads your body into something that we don't want to talk about today. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to scare you. At the right time, I'll scare you. <laughs> that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel because your vessel now belongs to God. In sanctification and honor. Not in the last of concupiscence. We enters here. Concupiscence. Message. 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 Not abusing it. As is so common among those who, who know nothing of God. You are abusing your body. Cutting your body. Christian, you can be injecting things. Leading your body into things. Your leg is one perpendicular to the other. I mean, just open your legs anyhow. You see, what you are doing is that like you are blocking, you are blocking the, the, the flow of the spirit with your life. That's what you are. Doing. You are blocking it. There are things that you do that you can't flow with God well, not because God does not like you, but because of what mindset it will give to you and what it will do to your mind. The guilt you have in your mind, it will take a lot. It's like going from Accra to Kumasi, and then you decide to you decide to use or down road. When you go to in someone you pass Sam, as you are going to a car, just when you are about to get to a car, you decide to go to Odin. You just pass down road. You have missed your mark. You are going. God is still with you, but you are just going on the wrong direction. That's why you are struggling. That's why a lot of things are happening. That's why a lot of foolish things are happening and you don't understand. Because you've not learned to possess your vessel in sanctification and inanna. It is the will of God concerning your life. And that's what when you walk in the perfect will of God, you'll be surprised. Peace. Peace of mind. Peace of mind on the behold, of in sanctification. Yeah. It is for God. It's not for you. For Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you learned anything? Yeah. See, I'm sanctified.
1: I'm
0: sanctified. Say it again, I'm sanctified. I'm
1: sanctified.
0: Your sanctification physically is dependent on your sanctification spiritually, which has already happened. Your sanctification spiritually has already happened. Now, think on that sanctification. I'm set apart for God. Do you understand? The more you think like that, I'm set apart from God, for God. The more it happens physically around you, you realize that you are different. Even your dressing is different. The fact that they are all wearing hot pants does not mean you should wear hot pants. You see them wearing hot pants, your flesh will be telling you, This thing is nice. Let's wear some. Look at how juicy your ties are. It will be very nice to attract your husband to you. That's your mind. Your mind is just going like that. (sighs) My wife says, What kind of husband is that? That will be attracted to your juicy ties know that when the sun burns then it's no more juicy he will leave you <laughs> just remember so as your mind is going like bring your mind to I'm set apart for God my body is for the Holy Spirit I'm not like everybody else I'm not on the public toilet I'm in the church thank you Lord and you drive yourself away that's how to work and that's what makes you spiritual You understand? Before long, when you say, in the name of Jesus, something should happen, you'll be surprised at your own self that it will be happening. (laughs) You'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. You will be a vessel that is good for the use of the Lord at all times. You command and it works. Sometimes people have done all the confessions, nothing is working. It is because something your sanctification is not, is not correct. You know you are sanctified. You know you are set apart. But you are not. It's not happening. When you leave the church. The next foolish thing that will happen. You are involved. You are blocking God. God likes you. That's why he's talking to you like this. Okay? See, I'm sanctified. See, I'm justified. See, I'm, I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Christ. Hallelujah. The next thing is you are delivered. I'll talk about it next time. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Rise up. your feet and God. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314. Or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.